So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the Constructors' Championship of F1 Podcasts. We've been doing this for a while, and every year, nobody else gets close. And does anyone really care about us? Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that always breaks the scales. It's Christmas season Free coming Christmas. up. Oh, I've not exercised in about three weeks, so that's probably true. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast that will always unlap itself. I don't know what that means. I wrote it and I don't really know what it means either. <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast with a lot to lose. Well, that's definitely not true. Do we? <laughs> no. I'm Chica Rez, and today from the BFI in London's South Bank, we are going to talk about the penultimate race of the season. Formula One came to Brazil, the home of tax evasion and corruption. And Brazil is quite nice. Hey! Mercedes were happy, Ferrari were not, everyone hates Verstappen and we'll talk all of that. Scales, fisticuffs, the future of Williams and all sorts of other bollocks as usual. That's all to come. And joining me is a man who will never buy a house. It's Phil Tromans. Hello everyone. I realise this is first world problems. But I've been trying really hard for quite some time now to buy a house. Other people who don't have a chain come in and say, oh we can do it straight away. And they go, alright, fine. And now I've missed out on four dream houses. And this is just one night of playing Monopoly. Most <laughs> <laughs> of your life have you really tried to buy a house? I'm just really knocked about it. Phil, have you been driving any kind of t- cars in a testing capacity since we last saw you? Yes, uh, being as that is my job. Uh, Do you tell us more? I had a, uh, a BMW i8 Roadster last I week. I8 BMWs too. Hey! <laughs> it was all right. Are they the electric ones? <laughs> They're hybrid, plug-in hybrid. Plugging in electric cars is a massive pain in the backside. What's wrong with plugging it in? Well, nothing in theory, but the problem okay. is electricity 
for use in cars is at a very early stage infrastructure wise and so at our office we have a, a charging point that was left over from when our office used to be a car hire place and it's just a normal three pin plug so I got the plug out the back of the car and I plugged it into the car and then I walked over to the charging point only to find that the design of the plug and the way it was moulded <laughs> into the cable meant that it fouled the socket so I couldn't actually plug it, it in the socket? it fouled like it was uh. I couldn't actually fit it into the socket so I couldn't charge it it's I was fouled like, a word for fuck's sake yes it is in that context yes give me another example fouled is a word in that context so how else would you use it in a sentence I tried to open the bathroom door but it was fouling, the, fouling the toilet I feel like we're getting off the main point I looked on ZapMap which is like an online thing of where you can charge your electric car I was like fine there's a place around the corner there's a shell garage brilliant I'll go along there I'll plug it in you know it's a hybrid so it'll only do about 25 miles on a full charge but it's you know it's enough to help the environment so I, I looked it up and then it turns out you can't just go and plug it in and then pay for the electricity. You have to sign up for an account. There's a £10 minimum spend. It's like I'm not going to spend £10 to go 20 miles and I don't want to sign up for an account because I don't own an electric car. It's all stupid. <laughs> Everything's stupid. You should just be able to plug it in and pay contactlessly for whatever electricity you use and that that's, should be it. But it's not. It's stupid. That's very modern. What, do you, what I do? did you end up doing? I ended up driving it on petrol power after the electricity had run out. The object. Exactly. Well, you have both. Well, I can't charge it at home because I live in a flat and I couldn't charge it oh, anywhere else. Oh, back with the house and stuff again. <laughs> and alongside him is a man who had a frosty handshake this week. It's Terry Saunders. <laughs> Something actually happened this week. As you may know, I work at the BBC and when you're at the BBC, <laughs> you bump into people all the time. Famous people. You know, Dickie Attenborough, uh, that one that reads the news. I was working with her, that doesn't count. Anyway, so I'm going down for my lunch the other day and I'm, I'm th the lifts at the BBC are a nightmare let me tell you so I thought I'd take the stairs and I'm walking past the lifts and someone says Terry and I look around and it's friend of the pod Jack Nichols hey. Radio 5 commentator and he says oh you're ignoring me and I was like ha 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 and I was chatting to him for like three seconds and then I realised he was stood with people and I turned around and he stood with Jenny Gow and Jolly and Palmer because they're obviously <laughs> going to do a thing together so then Jack who I'm sure he's going to listen to this and he's a little fucking stirrer. <laughs> Basically, he says, you know Jenny, and because I'm so freaked out that Palmer's there, I, I get really cocky with Jenny Gow and I kind of go, oh yeah, we've met before. Even though we met once and it, I was pissed and I didn't have a beard and now I'm just in a different... Anyway, so he says, and this is, this is Jolin. And he, and he went, oh, this is... And I think, and Jack would have to corroborate this when he comes on the show for Christmas and his punishment, his community service. <laughs> I think he said, this is Terry from the Formula One State podcast, that podcast I was telling you about, right? <laughs> and I'm sure he said that. And then I then shake his hand and he gives it, and like, he just does not want to talk to me. It's like, you know, and I didn't do anything dickish. I didn't go, well, oh, you're I mean, a shit what drive. What were you expecting? Him to hold, hold you into his heaving bosom and say, <laughs> No, I'm expecting him you. to have no idea who I am and treat me like a fan, right? <laughs> Like Maybe all those very true fans. I don't know. Anyway, we have this awkward conversation <laughs> where me and Jack are talking, and then they're going for the lift, and then the lift comes, and then we're saying something, and they miss a lift, and then I make it, and it's just it's the worst, you know, the fucking worst. And then I end up kind of going, and then Jack texts me going, "You, <laughs> you just met Palmer," and I was just like, "What the fuck?" For listeners well, who think I'm going to say, "Your dad looks like a potato again," <laughs> or because it's the thing, if he hasn't listened and he's just a frosty, moody git, which is possible then that's fine but as I shook his hand it was like in between us t telepathically I remembered everything I'd ever said about him <laughs> and I thought there's a chance you've heard every single word of this yeah and or, for new listeners there's quite a history 
yeah, if you go back to the uh, years when he was racing, I was quite mean to him. Chica, have you met anyone that Terry hates? Last weekend we had, you know I used to live in the peanut factory? Yes. It was the last ever peanut factory party as all of the old housemates moved out and we abandoned peanuts. Oh, the last last vestiges. Okay. And it was uh, a very emotional, emotional time. Um, But it had excellent music. And at 5 a.m. I thought, that's enough, and went home. But you know when you're like, like really awake after a party? So I got to sleep at like 6, half 6. And then at half past 8, Tom, the stallion... Uh, woke me up and said, don't forget my parents are coming in an hour. Ooh. <laughs> what? Had you he, forgotten uh, his parents Was he at the party too? No, no, no. He was fresh-faced. He was fine. Bastard. I looked like shit. And, uh, yeah, so came to the door and let them in. And they went, oh, you don't look well, do you? Are you okay? What's that smell? What is say? that? And I was like, I feel a bit rough, <laughs> thinking of gin. I feel peaky. And peanuts. And they go, oh, are we having yeah. satay? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's taking me a little while. I still have this slightly dodgy voice. I like yes. it. It's husky. I quite like it as well. We'll actually. get tweets. Do you reckon? Yeah, weird ones. Okay. Yeah, don't read them. <laughs> and now it's time for Listener's Corner. Naturally, the scrap on track and off between Max Verstappen and Esteban Ocon has taken up much of the post-race discussion. Adam Forward said, My two cents on the Verstappen-Ocon incident. Sometimes it's not worth being in the right. Yes, Ocon shouldn't have been racing Verstappen, but how much better off would Verstappen have been if he just let him go? Both the crash and the shoving afterwards showed that despite the experience he has, he's still very immature. Now, David Eric Boll said, The actual blame lays with Max and his engineer, as Ocon's on board the lap before showed him reeling in Max rapidly on new tyres and the engineer should have told him so and told him not to contest heavily if Ocon makes a lunge. Paul Hinton says, I am struggling to see why Max isn't Terry's blueprint for a driver. Fast, calls other drivers pussies, starts fight in the pit lane and once a year wears a lederhosen. Last one may be more applicable to Pascal. Is Terry displaying Brexiteer mentality and refusing to believe he is wrong despite all of the evidence? <laughs> you know when in like American election programmes they do a kind of NBC is calling Donald Trump for president? Well, I'm going to put it out here now. Terry Saunders and fuck it, you two too. FF1S is calling Max Verstappen the greatest driver that ever lived. Wait, what? Do you know what? I've been hating on Max Verstappen for ages, but... Any long-term listeners of the podcast will know the one thing that I want more than good racing is a bit of fisticuffs in the garage. <laughs> Fuck me, I've been wanting this for years. And it's Max. For anyone that missed it, can you run through what exactly happened? Ocon, the shit, was driving like really him. fast. I like him normally with his teeth, but right now he's he's now a bad boy. Grr. He was driving around a track really fast, but he was a lap down on Max Verstappen, who had gone faster, but now wasn't going as fast. So Ocon unlapped himself which he's allowed to do but frankly shouldn't because you all know that if you come up behind Max Verstappen you've got to stay there because this guy is a god and I love him and if you try and overtake Max Verstappen you know there's going to be trouble because he's you know I would have said last week a liability but now I'm going to say a genius and it's a bit like you know um, in American cartoons when we were kids there'd always be like a, a dog catcher and because you need a dog license in America, it's always confusing as a child. And, uh, and a dog, yeah, it used to be a staple of cartoons. Okay. Oh, the dog hasn't got a license. Here's a dog catcher, or take it to the pound. 
So in a way, Ocon is like the cute puppy without a license, and Verstappen is the catcher. And if Ocon gets too near to Verstappen, uh-huh. then he's going to get caught up. That's interesting that you prefer the dog catcher over the adorable dog. <laughs> and this good, is Terry we're talking about. Good point. I'm a cat person. Anyway. <laughs> so that happened. So and, that they, happened. and they tangled. And they crashed. <laughs> they tangled. Ocon... While Verstappen was in the lead. Yeah. Verstappen lost the lead. Ocon then, astonishingly, didn't just stop the car and get out and just, like, lay on the track saying, I'm so sorry, Max. <laughs> and then when they were in the weigh room to get weighed afterwards... Max went up to Ocon, and I think what we've missed here is he said, <coughs> if you don't apologise now, I'm going to have to push you. And, uh, is that word he for didn't word? say that. No, I don't know what he said, but he, he pushed him. Ocon fell off the, the way yeah. bridge, which was quite funny. But for me, the funniest bit was Brendan Hartley and Bottas looking over going, fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck do we do here? Neither one's going heroics. Yeah, we better hold him back. Yeah, no holding him back. They're, they're the people... On all the grid that are least likely to have a fight, and they're probably a bit concerned by it. They're probably quite knackered as well. Hartley's probably there going, Oh, I don't like violence, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. And so then, yeah, rightfully, Verstappen laid into him. Stood up for the Verstappen family. Stood up for him, yeah. Not the first time that Verstappen has been involved in a in a tangle of Exactly. This is for his dad. Alonso and his dad about a billion years ago. Exactly. So anyway, Ocon, good job he's retiring, because he should be fired. Wow. So, are you, are we, is, is this is this a sea change? Are you now well on the Verstappen bandwagon for the next for the for, for at least the, the rest, rest of, of this season? Really? Everyone else hates him now. I know. I like to be controversial. How about you, Phil? Do you hate him? No, I still think he's an amazing driver. We're talking about Verstappen. Yeah. I still think he's an amazing driver. I thought the incident was very silly on both of their parts, and I thought the shoving was all a bit unnecessary. And it what? does make Verstappen look like a bit of a dick. Like, but that's uh, what you want. You want a bit yeah, of yeah. I mean, from a, from a tabloidy point of view, it's entertaining, and you know there was no serious damage. There could have been falling off one of those weigh scales. Oh, I know you could have broken that's the scale. How got, yeah. That's how you got injured in a Formula oh, One race. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well sc- scales were at the centre of everything this weekend. I know it was a very scaly weekend. It seems like we're we're leaning towards Verstappen, which I don't feel happy about. Okay. Sebastian Vettel gave himself a massive fine after ignoring protocol in qualifying and he damaged a very expensive set of scales while being weighed. Now, Craig Winter says, ever been in the Euro tunnel? Vettel's misdemeanor would have been like jumping the queue, barging the officials out of the way, crashing through the passport control barrier and driving yourself into the carriage all because you set off late and were about to miss your crossing. All because you pocketed your wife's underwear in your suitcase. Right. Craig. Craig has very specific uh, (laughs) references here. (laughs) A little um, bit too specific, Craig. Anyway, Fettel. Yeah. Yeah, this was was a bit of a silly silly debacle. Did you watch this? Did you watch qualifying? What the fuck was going on? So, if you're in Formula 1, your car has to get weighed every now and again, because otherwise you could be cheating. So when they say, we've got to weigh your car, you get your car weighed. It's like random drug tests. It's like a random weigh test. And you've got to do it then, otherwise they could go and slip in some lead weights or something. To it's get like you Weight Watchers. It's like for cars. It's like a really aggressive Weight Watchers. <laughs> Imagine if you're a member of Weight Watchers, <laughs> but then you're going about your daily life, and suddenly a red light comes on on the pit lane, and you've got to get on the scale then. Yeah, <laughs> you get spot checks. None of you. Oh, I've got Weight Watchers on Wednesday. I won't have any carbs. No, none of that. <laughs> you might have just eaten a cake. <laughs> you've got to get on those fucking scales. So he did that, but he, he was called. He, he was in the middle of qualifying, and he had not that long to get a lap time in. Mm. So, and he got called into the weigh bridge, and he kind of basically was 
I mean, just a bit of a dick straight away. Like, got in, drove onto the scales, and then was just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, waving his hands about like a fucking idiot. Yeah, imagine and then, being in the queue at Sainsbury's. Yeah, knocked, over the, knocked over the cone before he even got there. Like, there's a cone in front of the weigh scales, he just drove into that. But did you also see that the steward guy yeah. who had the engine off sign, yeah. that was, like, written on a bit of paper. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a slick sign that says engine off. It was yeah. just, like, going, oh, I've made a note. Engine off, mate. Yeah, which he, I'm not sure. Did he do He might have done it. I don't know. But anyway, once once he'd been weighed, he then fired the engine back up again and drove off the scales himself, which you're not supposed to do. You're oh. supposed to wait for your mechanics to go and push you off. Because as some mobile phone footage I saw shows if you do that and then launch away with all the power going through the back wheels of an F1 car it scoots the scales off and nearly took out the two guys behind him so, so he, he destroyed the scale yes he got a massive fine 25,000 euro fine which is massive but also you know for it's a Formula nothing. 1 driver that's like going that's you like give those quid. crisps to me yeah yeah you can't have those crisps now so Philip Morby wants to talk about everyone's favourite Swede if there was a race to I was sum trying up to think of another Swede to be funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. couldn't think of any if there was a race to sum up the career of Marcus Ericsson it was starting sixth with his car falling apart before he even got on the grid followed by a good old bump on turn one with a haze and retirement Hayes. bring on Kimmy <sighs> everyone was talking about Ericsson on a Saturday wasn't he best Bless of the him. rest he had a horrible weekend uh, well no Saturday Saturday was brilliant he did really well out qualified Leclerc and, and Leclerc had put in a cracking lap just before and then Ericsson beat him and then yes literally immediately on Sunday just everything went wrong and uh, now he's going to IndyCar well that's what you get when you uh, make a pact with the devil you go I want a really good qualifying he's like well <laughs> you made have a pact a good with qualifying. the devil <laughs> yeah yeah Marcus Ericsson made a pact with the devil <laughs> yeah yeah no I missed that I was on autosport okay <laughs> In other news, we're almost definitely going to be seeing Bobby Kubica back in F1 next year. Rumours about that pole has been offered not one, but two positions for next year. One is apparently a reserve driver role at Ferrari, while the other is a race seat for Williams. A tough decision, potentially one of the best cars, but a minimal chance of racing, or a guaranteed place on the grid in what may be one of the worst cars. What would you do? Hmm... That is a tricky dilemma. I genuinely don't know what I'd do in this position. Drive for fucking Williams and get on but the fucking it's grid. it's going to be such a shit car. It might not be next year. It's gonna, it I mean, be. it will be though, won't it? Would you put Would you put money on it now not being shit? Define shit. <laughs> like, how they are now. Regular point scorer. That's shit. No, that's not shit. Oh. Yeah, alright, I'll bet you a fiver that this time next year, Williams will be... Seventh or higher on the grid on the championship. We do not endorse wow. gambling. Okay, no, I'll take that bet. All right, All right then. So with that in mind, then you lend me a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, then what would you do? Would you take the Williams seat? I'd take the Williams seat, hands and down. You, if Robbo Cub does accept to see a Williams, one person he won't be working with is Rob Smedley. Once Felipe Massa's right-hand man... Oh, more hand jokes. <laughs> Smedley is now leaving his position as head of, head of performance engineering at the end of the season and says he'll spend more time with his family. Presumably, another reason for his departure is because Williams are still shit despite his health. Or maybe Rob Smedley's shit. Wow. Because <laughs> they they've got pretty shit since hey, he's he been there. He was the race engineer to a world champion for 30 seconds. Ah, oh, <laughs> stop this. He was... He went to Williams... They said, oh, God, Rob, you're amazing. You can do whatever you want. He went, I'll be like trackside operations, race performance manager. And what's been their shittest thing the last few years? Their trackside operations, race performance wow. management. So you're saying that Williams's catastrophic collapse is all down to Rob Smedley. I and, mean, they were quite crap before he joined. And the design of the car and the drivers 
Yeah. And Rob Smithy. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, it's a shame. I, I quite fancied hearing his dulcet tones cheering well, on Bobby K. You don't hear him anymore. I know, but, you know, maybe he'll come back. Nah. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. And now time for the teams. We will start with Mercedes. Mercedes' last fortnight hasn't been too bad. World champion, constructors champion, champagne in classic cups, dreams came true. Bottas came home in fifth. He had tyre problems and seemed to step aside to let Verstappen through. I presume that was through blind fear, though. Hamilton had a great race, obviously, because he won. Um, now, help me here. Hamilton's team radio said, imminent engine failure on the next lap because of Pant's power unit. But it didn't. What, what happened here? They dialed everything down to the bare minimum. And then they went... If only Verstappen would crash stupidly, <laughs> we might have a chance of winning this race. And lo and behold, a tin foil hat uh, Mercedes driver crashed into Verstappen. This has this has been a genuine conspiracy theory that I've seen kicking around. In fact, one of our one of our listeners suggested it on Facebook. I don't know whether it was tongue in cheek or not. Some people genuinely seem to think that that Ocon, a young Mercedes driver, hoping for a seat <laughs> as soon as possible, maybe tried to ingratiate himself by taking out the race leader and handing Hamilton the lead. Yep, that worked for me. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that's If I was Tara Wolf, I'd be like going, do you know what, we're going to fire Bottas. <laughs> but in terms of what... Also, <laughs> if I was Tara Wolf, i go, do you know what, we're going to fire Bottas because he's rubbish. He's not rubbish. He is rubbish. No, he's not. Fifth. Fifth. <laughs> Hamilton had to turn down his engine to nothing. Yeah. He was basically going on his ego alone. <laughs> basically everything Tommy in his... Hilfiger perfume. <laughs> <laughs> and dreams of music. Um, Ooh, everything no, everything in his car was too hot. And everyone was himself. like, shit, everything's like absolutely critical. Something's got to be done or the car's going to explode, this is my understanding. And he basically sort of had to turn everything to safe mode and tiptoe around to avoid the car exploding. And then Verstappen crashed and he waltzed to victory. This does sound a bit tin for hattery, mm. but it's not, I don't think. But I think Mercedes, Hamilton or Mercedes, but I think Mercedes, are scared of Verstappen. Because you know I think when. Everyone's scared of Verstappen. But you know when the kind of. Uh, Verstappen was kind of chasing down Hamilton and you think there was that bit in the last race where Verstappen overtook Hamilton but then Hamilton afterwards went you know I let him go because I was sticking to the championship Yeah. and they've not really had a bit of argy-bargy and Hamilton is the you know de facto best racer etc and Verstappen is the young pretender to the crown and when Verstappen was chasing him which he would have overtaken him because he had such an advantage but then they pitted Hamilton quite early, and I think they pitted him to avoid the bad optics of Verstappen overtaking him on track. But it didn't oh. work, because he did overtake him on track. Did he? Yeah. Oh. I wasn't really, I wasn't really watching. <laughs> Do you know how many fucking races there are this year? Yeah, this was quite a good one. God, it's boring. Okay, Red Bull. Last year we had armed robbers at the Brazilian Grand Prix. This time we had Max Verstappen. <laughs> Bring back 2017. Uh, so as we said, he picked a playground S fight with Ocon after the race, and he pushed him not once, not twice, but three times. That told him. So it did mean that Verstappen went into second place and couldn't catch Hamilton. So the question is, who f- whose fault was it? But more importantly, what is two days public service? Ooh, well, this was uh, Verstappen's punishment, wasn't it, for the pushes? So Ocon got a stonking great penalty. Uh, Verstappen, for the pushing, not for the crash gets two days public service is it yeah yeah nothing has made me happier oh really no. why so 
I've just found out actually what the uh, public service is that he's got to do. What is it? Which is he's got to be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to put up with me just saying nasty things about his dad. Is this? <laughs> Sorry, that's Palmer. Sorry, I was going to say, is this going to be like when you've met previous targets of our ire <laughs> and you've completely bottled it? My favourite bit though was uh, when Hamilton stepped out as this father figure and said you mustn't do that anymore <laughs> those were not his words because you know the other week in the podium room there's that like Verstappen goes oh did you win the championship when he knows he hadn't like stirring and then Verstappen's moaning about Ocon to Kimi and going oh god he just unlapped me and Howard's just there he goes you know he can't unlap himself right and he goes yeah, yeah yeah I know that I know that but you know you shouldn't just take out the leader and Howard went but you've got a lot more to lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking threatening. Like, yeah. if someone says to you, you've got a lot more to... It would be a shame if your Shade career was to be stymied by your ego, <laughs> yeah. young man. To finish first, you have to finish. First, you have to finish. Did I tell you I'm a five-times <laughs> world champion, you little shit? <laughs> How many world championships have you got? <laughs> and um, your dad. Well, I, I just want to go uh, pop back to listener's corner. Ross Chaplin asked us in a Max versus Ocon fight in a boxing ring, who have you got winning and why? Ocon, every time. No! Wow, Ocon okay. would have a lovely little sit in the corner and be adorable. Verstappen would have wow. a little no. stop. And he wouldn't, no, I, I, he wouldn't I, beat him up well. He'd I think slap Ocon is the baby-faced assassin. Also, he's got a size advantage. I think with that reach, he'd just sort of put his hand on Verstappen's forehead. Not if he's just off the way bridge. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, he might be pushed out of the ring. Ferrari! Uh, so not bad qualifying, um, and their strategy seemed to be working. However, not well enough because Ferrari just couldn't keep up with the leaders. Oh. Vettel had a sensor problem um, and had a two-stop tra- two-stop strategy that, as said, didn't work. Uh, Raikkonen was told to let Vettel pass, but he was stuck behind Bottas. What was going on there? Oh, Fuck Ferrari! Was it, just, was it just a bad strategy? Was it purely well, bad? Well, it sort of slightly went wrong on. Because their qualifying was good. Second well, their qualifying was good, but then they, they qualified in Q2. They went onto the soft tyres instead of the super soft tyres or whatever they were. Um, and everyone was like, ooh, that's a curious decision. You know, they were the only ones in the top 10 on these different tyres. And then the race started, and the people on the softer tyres got a much better start because their softer tyres and have more grip. And suddenly when everyone, everyone went, oh, I wonder why they did that. That seems a silly thing to do. So, yeah, and then they just didn't really seem to have the pace, did they? And especially because you imagine if the championship wasn't decided and it would be another race where Vettel would have to win. It's like, they haven't got a chance of winning right now. Like, I can't imagine Ferrari winning this last few races or the next race. No, even when they have been entirely capable of winning and we thought they would, we thought they'd probably throw it away and they usually did. Yeah, they're rubbish. Bloody Ferrari. We're here on South Bank just to let you know the reason why it sounds like there's some sort of warfare in the background is because there is. Um, no, there is some sort of, I think it's a book sale. Yeah, it's a war on illiteracy. Oh, good. And uh, the book seller seems to have some sort of anger problem. Um, oh, he's, he's, he's shutting his tables down. He hasn't made much money today. And, uh, and that's the, the reason for the noise. He he's just loves table. Ocon. <laughs> <laughs> he's heard me and he's gone, that guy deserves to have his podcast ruined by banging noises. <laughs> Sauber. So I was horrible about Sauber most of this season and last. Terry, you were worse. Um, but they are seriously good in this race. Uh, Leclerc was so impressive. He finished in seventh. Um, Ericsson spun, as we said. But if he hadn't, I reckon they could have both got points. How have they improved so much? What are their secrets, Phil? I don't know. Why? Okay. Uh, I mean, they... But come on, just make them up. They are doing quite well. I mean, in Leclerc, they've got one of the big hopes for the future I mean will he be better than Raikkonen 
Oh, yes. No, I'm sure he'll be quicker. Really? He'll be better than Raikkonen. In the long term, we've got to remember he's still young. He's younger than Verstappen. Okay. So he is being thrown a little bit into the deep end next year with Ferrari. But I, if, he can, if he can perform enough to stay at Ferrari for a couple of seasons, I think if he's not really good next year, by the end of the year after, he'll be shit hot. And I expect better him to give... Better than Verstappen? Can I give well, you my seat? I, 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 no, wait. I think he's being talked of in sort of similar... Oh, similar really? context of Verstappen. Okay. Can I give you my secret hope? Come on then. Which is that Max Verstappen will be denied championships by Leclerc. Uh-huh. You, you were a big fan 15 minutes ago. I still am, and I think he's the best. And obviously, my point for this podcast is that he's amazing. But fuck me, who wouldn't love in 10 years' time to go, oh, you know how we look at Alonso now and go, oh, he's only a two-time champion. It'd be great when... Verstappen's driving around in a shit McLaren to go, oh, all that potential, and he only ever won, like, six races. <laughs> it would. I'm not sure it'll happen. He's in a Honda next year. <laughs> That's true. We'll see what happens. But, no, um, Sauber are doing quite well. I think Leclerc is flat- flattering them with his skills. Um, but, they, you know, they're doing well. They've got a Ferrari engine, and they seem to have some money behind them now, so they can actually develop stuff. But they were shit they, at the start of the year. I, no, they did, and I, I hope they've not put all their resources into developing this year's car and then it gets to sort of you know next weekend they're like oh fuck we haven't even started next year's car yet it's easy uh, I hope they've <laughs> carried all this I can hope they can carry this momentum on Force India so Ocon felt the wrath of who was the chief steward Barack Obama yep and oh wow uh, Ken Livingston Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, I would love to he see gave, that. He, he, he wouldn't give Hitler a 10-second penalty. <laughs> Obviously, it was somebody in F1. It was... Uh, Derek uh, Warren. Salazar. That'd be good. Last guy to fight. Okay, well, despite whoever it was, I think um, I had in my head, while I was writing that, I think I had lifeguard in my head, and I couldn't remember what the real word was. The wrath was. of a lifeguard? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. What? Um, he got a 10-second stop-go penalty. Which is pretty bad, isn't yeah, it? Did you notice it was ten and a half seconds? Because they did a little pit timer and they were stationary for ten and a half seconds. Wow. That sloppy <laughs> sloppy penalty <laughs> work by yeah. Force India. That is a harsh because it's not enough Wait, that it's like, no, you, you have to come in and have an unnecessary pit stop. It's, it's, you have to do that. No, it's not a drive through. You have to stop. And you have to stop for ten seconds. That is a particularly bad penalty. They really threw the book at him. So and it a bit was harshly, I think. It was their fault and not what, for the extra no. half a second? Yeah, yeah that oh, was yeah. their fault. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. they basically just have to sit there with a stopwatch. But they've had things before where, I'm not sure if it was them, but one of the teams has before when somebody's coming for a penalty and they've gone too quickly and then they've had to come in and do it again, Ooh. which is obviously worse, so probably a bit of a safety barrier. And okay. a, little, a little bit harshly, I think. Ocon should have chosen a much better place to try and unlap himself because if he'd, if he'd have held on for one more corner, he'd then have DRS on the, the straight after the centre S's and he could have just got in there. Yeah, but it would and have also, been a less Ocon, entertaining and, and race. True, yeah. and it was also very stupid of Verstappen to contest it and battle it. It's like, why would, why would you do that? What a prick. You're I mean, leading by some way. Stop dick it. That guy you can't is. Sorry. change your mind. Sorry. I love it. Okay. Love Perez. that fucking idiot. <laughs> Shut up. Perez potted around on his own. He saved fuel and made his tyres last. Oh. He came home with a point, but he got no points for entertainment. Uh, I wish someone would push Perez. <laughs> Next. Hey! <laughs> that wasn't that was nice. grim. I've had a cold. Double points finish. Still 30 points behind Renault, though. Solid. I don't know. I didn't even notice them all weekend. Eighth and ninth. Eighth and ninth. No, actually, not bad, is it? Yeah. Whatever. You know, that's all Best I've of the rest apart from Leclerc. Yeah, great, whatever. Kept themselves out of trouble. Next. Renault. So Hulkenberg retired with excessive engine temperatures. Is he saving them for Abu Dhabi? 
didn't see signs, but he came in 12th. Yep. No points, but Renault's fourth place in the team championships is looking pretty secure. But they had a bit of a... Hulkenberg <coughs> and Sainz had a bit of a kind of dueling, dicing bit at one moment, and they actually hit, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, they certainly uh, They certainly, they certainly a bit. hit. Carlo, they did what? <laughs> they frotted a bit. Frotted? Does They're that mean what cubs. I think it means? Google it. No, I think I know what it means, and I don't think that's an appropriate word. <laughs> no, it's not. Children watch this, you <laughs> filthy mongers. <laughs> Why would you watch <laughs> Should we move on? Yep. <laughs> Toro Rosso. Uh, it was a good drive from Hartley. He went from 17th to 11th, which was pretty impressive, but still no points to show for it, though. He complained that Gasly was getting in the way. Another bit of argy-bargy. Did you hear about this? They're all grumpy, that's why. It's the end of the year, they're tired. Yeah. <laughs> Over-tired. <laughs> they're hormonal. Yeah, yeah so I can't remember sleep. if Gasly or Hartley was in front. No, it's, it's, Gasly was in front, Hartley was behind him, and Hartley came on the radio and said, he's slowing me down, <laughs> let me, let me pass him. And Gasly said no. Gasly refused a team order. Um, Hartley got well, really fucked off. He's going to Red Bull, isn't he? Why would he listen to what the fuck yeah, exactly. Toros was saying? Hartley got really fucked off and started swearing. I can't even imagine Hartley swearing. But, you know, every time oh, he has man. a terrible race, he's just like, oh, well, it didn't go that bad, but hopefully next week, oh, it'll be much better. Apparently oh, he was swearing man, on get, the radio. And oh, man, get, uh, get effed. <laughs> would you just F off? <laughs> That's what he'd say. That Wreck was, off. That was yeah. terrible. Just, uh... I don't yeah. like you. <laughs> they both got no points, so... Yeah. Okay, McLaren. A bad weekend for McLaren. Um, a really bad pit stop for Alonso. 12 seconds, and then he got a five-second penalty for ignoring a blue flag, and Van Dorn got a penalty t- For the as same well. reason. Yeah. Van yeah. Dorn doesn't give a shit anymore, that's clear. Did you, there was a great moment where um, Ricardo on the, you know, the pit parade thing where they go on a flatbed around the track. Ricardo's driver's parade. That's it, yeah, yeah. Ricardo nicked the Mercedes social media person's phone. It was quite amazing. And did some kind of social media. Hey, I'm on Instagram. I've got. I've nicked the Mercedes phone. And all this kind of stuff. And he goes around and, and says to all the other. And there's like it was Alonso, Van Dorn, and someone else stood there. And they all went, hey, say hello to Mercedes. And they all, Alonso was like, ha, ha, ha. And Van Dorn just did the finger. <laughs> and I'm just like, not little Van Dorn. He's, yeah. like, he's like the good boy. And no, it's just like, suddenly you go, he does not give a shit. bad boy. He hates Formula One. <laughs> he hates it almost as much as I do. <laughs> wow. Uh, Williams. So Williams have two races in order to ensure they don't finish last. And in those races, well, he's got, they've got one race, haven't they? They need to get 26 points. Okay. In the last race. So Stroll wins and then Sorokin comes 10th. Yeah. They're not last Nailed in the championship. It. Yeah, yeah. I think we can. T- I mean, Williams have had. Oh, no, that was a Brazil. Which I mean, Lawrence Stroll has got enough money to make that happen. <laughs> to go buy some points. <laughs> yeah. well, They're like Avios points. So surely they've just put all their focus onto next season. And isn't I would this hope race. They'd have done that um, last season. <laughs> and the year before. <laughs> and the year before. And the year before that. That would just be like... last four years, they've just been working towards the 2019 car. Has anyone thought about a new car? Um, But wasn't Sorokin um, running development parts in this race? I don't even know. (laughs) Maybe. Didn't see them. Who? All of which leads us to the standings with Terry Saunders. Okay, so in first place at this very long season and the championship was nearly over is Lewis Hamilton with You've Got More To Lose. (laughs) Second place, I cheated at Weight Watchers this week. Third place, remember when I was good for a race? That's Kimi Raikkonen. (laughs) Fourth. Oh, I wish Lewis would push me like that. That's what Bottas was thinking. <laughs> Max Verstappen, I'll fucking cut you. Ricardo saying, see, I told you Max was trouble. None of you believe me, but now you know. Nico Hulkenberg says, I'm all for ball banter, but this, Sergio Perez, I've just put El Chapo. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that veers into racism. I don't think it does. I think he's got contacts. Wow. 
<laughs> Kerry Mankham says, I used to be the bad boy. Fernando Alonso says, I've done three years community service at McLaren. <laughs> Ocon says, I've got nothing to lose. I don't have a job. Fuck the lot of you. Carlos Sainz says, I got punchy too. No one cares. <laughs> Robin Grosjean says, oh, you're supposed to hit somebody else for notoriety. I was just spanking the barrier. Uh, Charles Leclerc says, I Leclerc. I'm getting very tired. Pierre Gazzi says, next year's going to be fun with that Max bloke. Stoffel Van Dorn says, Stoffel, fuck it. Marcus Ericsson says I was good this week. Lance Stroll says, Daddy, tell me about next year or I'll scream and squeam and squeam till I'm thick. Brendan Hartley goes, oh, man, that guy is pushing a guy. Weird, man. And Sergei Sorokin, I've just got who? Don't know. Okay, so Mercedes this week became five times Constructors World Champions. So I thought, what better way to celebrate than doing songs by the band Five? Are there really ten songs by far? I mean, <coughs> it gets desperate. So, in first place, Mercedes, Slam Dunk, Da Funk, brackets. Ferrari, it's the things you do. Red Bull, closer to me, then push you away a bit. Closer to me, then push you away a bit. Fourth place, Renault, we will rock you. with que- We will we will sock you. It's Ricardo, because Ricardo's coming. Tenuous. Shoey, we will shoe you. We will, we will rock you. That's better. We will sock you. Haas, rock the parley. Uh, McLaren, Renault, if you're getting down, then just keep driving for McLaren. Um, that was full, the word. False India, don't find it, baby. That's Ocon. Uh, yeah, it's good, that one, isn't it? Basically, the whole thing revolves around that one. So yeah. it gets weaker. <laughs> Cyber Ferrari is Don't Want to Let You Go. That's about Leclerc. Oh, yeah. don't wanna, do you know the song, Chica? Don't Want to Let You Go? She's too young. No, you're I'm exactly not. right age for five. I, I love five, but I don't think I can sing that one. Tara Rosso got the feeling and Williams let's dance because they got a more chance getting points on Strictly next year <laughs> and now it's time for my quiz chicken quiz chicken quiz, quiz let me quiz you chicken quiz I've done some bad quizzes in my time but I think this is the worst <laughs> So, uh, so this quiz is about the history of community service and I'm doing this so that Max Verstappen has a glimpse of what's to come. So the question is, how many years ago was the first ever community service order made? Cool, in blimey. Britain. In Britain, yeah. How many years ago? I'm going to say... Phil. Yes, Phil? 50 years ago. No, Terry? I'm going to go... This is a Blairite thing, I think. <laughs> so I'm going to say 2009, so 11 years. Well, Phil, you were a lot closer. It was 45. Damn oh, it. I was pretty close. I'm pretty so pleased with bad. that. Number two, how are community servers made visible to the public while in action? Oh, Phil. Terry. Yes. They have erections. <laughs> 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 Worth it. What about women? Well, they also they have strap <laughs> uh, They wear um, uh, high vis. He's good at this. We've yeah. had some community service. Phil's done some community service. They will have last to wear... time we got drunk. Sorry, <laughs> call back to something off air. What? They have to uh, wear fluorescent tabards to distinguish them from law-abiding citizens. Well, what if they're doing community service at a rave? <laughs> yeah, they also have whistles and glow sticks. <laughs> yeah, because you wear high-vis at a rave. Yeah, you do. Oh, cheeky, you're, you're so, so young. young. <laughs> That's what you used to do when we were kids. Really? We have yeah. and lollipops. Yeah, and wide <laughs> bug-eye expressions. Finally, who benefits from community service? There's three answers to this one. Phil. Yes, Phil. The community. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
the people themselves because they get to learn about what Good. it's like picking up leaves. The criminal. It teaches the d- them the difference between right and wrong. And the victims because they can go and spit at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't get it, so I'll tell you. Jeffrey Marvin from Margate. <laughs> Michael Burke. Privatisation. Companies that have a contract for the community servers, they um, get the offenders sent to them uh, to go and do the jobs, and then they actually make a profit out of them. Whoa, unbelievable. And who is the real criminal here? Is it that woman who mugged a granny, or the corporate is the guy that mugged a granny? <laughs> the system. <laughs> So, um, Phil, you won 2-1. Um, so now hopefully we're going to see Max Verstappen removing some graffiti or picking oh. up dog poo. He gets to remove graffiti. I'm going to go to Amsterdam and do lots of graffiti that says, Terry loves Max, kiss kiss, and then my uh, phone number. <laughs> and now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. Punishments and penalties in F1 have gone a bit skew if in recent years. Grid drops for engine and gearbox changes, sometimes a five seconds added to time for infringement, other times a drive-through or a stop-go, and then the license points and money. Huge sums that mean little to even a shit F1 driver. But this week, Vettel broke some scales, arguably endangering people, and Verstappen punched a guy. Yeah, he punched him, whatever. Vettel had to give over all the loose change rattling around his cockpit, and Max has to do some community service, which we talked about which probably means fronting a road safety campaign. And what did Rosberg do to deserve similar punishment? Oh yeah, he was just Nico Rosberg. And like everything else in F1, it leads me to believe that the system is broken. We moan about the stewards, but we don't give much of a chance when it comes to all the myriad of possible rule infringements. But don't worry, I have a solution. Now then, the FIA, you don't have to call this the Saunders scale, but it would be nice. There are three penalties in my scale, right? Three penalties for everything. One, if someone is in danger, hurt or killed, right, that's what I call big penalty. (laughs) We're not talking you could have had your eye out level of perhaps here, but actual injury or crochet. (laughs) Everything from an injured marshal to a broken leg in a pit stop and even Vettel revving his car in front of a Stuart's leg. This is an automatic one race ban. Bye bye and fuck off for a week. Two, medium penalty is what I call dick moves. Instead of analysing the move from 16 angles, there'll be a new system of stewarding where both drivers are asked on the radio if they think they were being a dick. <laughs> a special guest steward in the style of Have I Got News For You, so probably that bloke from Pointless, will judge who is telling the truth and the loser has to pit on the next lap and their nose cone is changed to one that says I am a dick in big letters. <laughs> and to be honest, that will cover nearly all the moves. And the third is the, the shit penalty for the boring stuff, like engine changes, gearboxes and stuff. No one gives a shit, but we can't let them get away with changing things really nitty. So instead, the punishment for the teams is that if they change a part, then they have to be as bored as we are about the whole thing. So they've got to sit through the entire comedy career of potato-headed Jonathan Palmer. Wow, doubling down. That's a harsh penalty. He was a shit cop. And not even with the visuals, just audio. Wow. I think the drivers will refuel on lap 14, maybe 15, but it could go to 16. But some drivers will refuel on lap 17. And then Julian Palmer's there going, oh, Dad, Dad, tell me more. Julian's good. As a commentator, As a commentator. As a driver, how would you rate him? <laughs> so that is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about Sebastian Vettel talking uh, on the radio about his penis. Did he he did this? talk about what his did penis. He, say? he said uh, during uh, FP2, 
I've uh, got it, a it penis. Came, it, yes, that's right. He sang the I've got <laughs> a penis. To be fair, song. that's what all the drivers say constantly <laughs> when the radios are off. That's like the first three installation laps are just them singing that to make sure the radio works. You should have heard me. You should have heard me go karting. He came with the women in Formula One. <laughs> so during FP1, Vettel came onto the radio and said, There's something loose between my legs, apart from the obvious. Something's bouncing around between my feet. I'd be proud if it's what you thought it was, but. That's and quite it good. Turned out to be somebody else's penis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was a twist. Uh, and it's goodbye to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about it. Formula E is going to the BBC next year. Yes. Which is good. Yes. Because that means that um, more people will watch it, but still not many. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm, I'm hopeful that the new series of Formula E will be better because the cars look quite funky and you don't have to change them in the middle of the race anymore. And Matt LeBlanc's going to host. No. Fucking no, it's Paddy some YouTube Constantine. guy, isn't it? Paddy McGuinness. Isn't it? I thought it was KSI. He's a YouTuber, apparently. I'm a YouTuber. Well, so am I, but... Uh, yeah. I'm not a YouTuber. He's more successful than I am. How many videos have you got? About 50, maybe. Well, I mean, I've had hundreds this. of thousands of views, but... Get your penis I'm out. I'm no I've got a penis. <laughs> I've got a penis. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks' time for the final race of the season. Oh, finally. Thank oh. fuck. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Twitter, check out our Facebook, buy all of our dated merch. Where, Terry? You can buy our merch at www.ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. That's where to buy it. I really wish you would buy it. That Things, please buy it. And also, if you don't buy it, someone will die. Wow. I mean, someone will die anyway. That's just life. But it's your fault. I've been Chigres. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Podcast Network. So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.